Welcome to the Ask Sophie podcast, where each week I answer your questions on all things mindset and manifestation. I'm obsessed with helping you create the life of your dreams. And in this podcast, I do my very best to guide you. Thanks so much for tuning in. I really hope you love today's episode. Hello, my love, and a great big warm welcome to episode three, season two of the Ask Sophie podcast. This is actually my third take of the start of the podcast because I think, well, A, I'm a doofus, and B, the whole season two thing is blowing my mind because I can't just say it's episode 14 or whatever I'm now saying, which maybe I'll just stop doing. It, Susie's just come straight in to say hello. Um, I'm saying the episode number and the season, and it's just too much for me. So <laughs> this is my third time starting, believe it or not. Okay, before I get into it, I'm just thinking, what order am I doing this in? I think I'm going to actually first, Susie, should we pick something from Love Notes? I've got my old copy, like, look how beaten up and dirty it is, uh, which is which is Love Notes from God, but you will probably know that I've updated the name, and it's now just love notes by the way if you if you order it on amazon it's still called love notes from god because I, I you can't change the the name but the book is now called love notes anyway i'm i'm going on and on i'm going to start by picking a page or a quote from love notes then i'm going to share my behind the scenes which is probably tmi but i am the queen of tmi so i'm just sharing it because it could save one of you <laughs> From what I went through and you'll see in a minute and then I'm going to get into the actual podcast which I can't wait to share on where we're going to talk all about some awesome awesome mindset hacks okay just give me a minute to tune in and I'm going to pick a quote for you see if I can read this out better than last time I think I made a hash of it okay here we go let me love you let me hold you. Let me light up your darkest moments. This is my ever-present, omnipresent, eternal prayer. And I actually want to say a little something on that. When I was in Spain recently, last week, I think it was, I was doing a kind of like a meditative practice. And one of the things that I heard, I heard Esther Hicks actually say this, that it felt to her once as though her higher self or God or whatever you call it breathed her. And I loved the idea of this. And I was like, I want to be breathed by that essence. And I was in this practice and I was sort of saying to, to God or whatever you call that energy, that source of love, I want you to breathe me. And then what I felt back, which I have a lot, is this sort of reciprocal conversation and this mirroring of my sentiment, my love back to me, which we all have present in us, was I want to breathe you. And this is the thing that so many of us don't realize and it's such a cause of unnecessary duress and distress is that one, what you want for you is divinely ordered. The desires in your heart were divinely placed there and they are destined for you. And two, what you want from life, from the universe, from God, from source energy, 
that energy also wants to give that to you and wants the same back from you. So when you're yearning for that love, for that connection, to feel seen, to feel satisfied, the, the, the bigger part of you that you feel separate from, that you're never truly separate from, wants the same thing. You are so connected to that. And, and from my perspective, the point of all of this crazy ass life that we live, this physical world, is so that we can feel that sense of ultimately loving ourselves, coming back to ourselves. Um, anyway, that's kind of deep and totally at odds with <laughs> what I'm about to share, which is my behind the scenes. Okay, so here goes. I was in Thailand, you might know, a few weeks ago now, I've totally lost track of time because I got back and it was straight back into kids back to school, did a photo shoot, catching up on podcasting and so on and so forth. And when I was in the airport in Thailand, my daughter and I bought some feminine uh, sanitary product okay and we were both tired didn't take too much notice of what we were buying and I'll show you what it was okay so here you go just take a brief glance at that mind you you can't see if you're listening but if you're watching this on YouTube obviously you can and put it away in a drawer thought no more of it and then last week I used one of these <laughs> products and maybe half an hour later I forget I was like Mm, something in a certain region feels kind of a bit fresh, a bit minty, a bit kind of leaning into deep heat. -y. And I was like, well, have I had something on my hands and gone to the loo? And so I, I don't know. But anyway, it was getting uh, <laughs> stronger, more powerful. And then eventually I was like, I think it's one of those sanitary towels that I've used. And I went and I looked at the pack and I was like, oh, yes, it is. They're called Cooling Fresh. And they've got, like, obviously, well, not obviously, but I, I don't speak Thai, so I can't read the rest of it. But someone in their wisdom decided to make these that have a, a cool and fresh <laughs> aspect to them. So I'm sharing this because it's kind of funny. And also because this could save one or some of you, if you are in Thailand and you are buying feminine <laughs> sanitary products, just beware, I would not recommend using these. That's, that's all I'm gonna say. That's my behind the scenes. Yes, it's TMI, but that's how I roll. What more am I gonna say? Let me know if you've ever had similar um yeah like I said I definitely wouldn't I, it wasn't a pleasant experience it was just kind of like becoming more and more intense and why would you do that why why would anyone think that that's a good idea uh let me know if you've got any thoughts so I'm gonna get in a minute to the topic for today which I'm really really pumped to share on mindset hacks before I do the reason I'm sharing this is because I'm prepping for the masterclass that I'm doing tomorrow it's Tuesday the 4th of October 7 30 p.m UK time on zoom it will run until around 8 30 8 45 just depending on if there are many questions and so on in this workshop masterclass call it whatever you want actually it is called how not to f it up I'm sharing after 17 years working with clients, 
really my distilled version of the ways that our mind likes to try and thwart our growth. There are so many of them. It's such a tricky, tricky fish. Is that a thing? That's what I'm saying anyway. Um, and I, as, as you'll probably know, if you've listened to me for more, in a, more than a minute or you've worked with me, I'm obsessed with figuring out these, these ways and means of the mind and helping others and also myself to sort of rise above and be able to free yourself from the shackles of it. So I'm going to be sharing all of the ways that we mess ourselves up, we get in our own way, we create blocks in our own life with mindset. And then what I'm also going to do is I'm going to share my favorite tips and tools, really powerful mindset stuff that will help you to stop doing that. And we will end with a meditation. It's really powerful to do this as a group. I, like I say, I can't wait to share this. If you're in my membership, you get a free spot. Just DM me if you need the link. If you're not, the I'll put the link in my show notes. It's also on my Instagram profile in my bio and it's just 25 pounds to join if you're struggling with anxiety or stress or mindset stuff please come and join the stuff that I'm sharing is absolutely life-changing the thing that I've seen after all the years and all the clients all the work I've done on my own crazy mind is that one of the most powerful and really life-changing things that you can do for yourself, that anyone can do for themselves, is to garner this mental strength and not give the mind an inch. Because like I say all the time, you give it an inch and it takes a mile. And what I'll be sharing in the masterclass is really going to help you with this. I'm also, I'm sharing three of the ways today because this is so helpful and uh, it's on my mind and as you know if you know anything about me I'm here to serve I'm here to help I'm really passionate about it so I'm going to get going some of them maybe um just looking oh yeah actually I did a little post on I don't know why it's a little post well surely all posts are kind of the same size <laughs> let's just say I did a post on Instagram the other day and I shared some of these. So I'm going to uh, elaborate on that, but not go into as much depth as I obviously can in the masterclass. Okay, so the things that I'm sharing will seem small to the mind, okay? The mind likes to tell us that we need these enormous shifts. We need to pay for this really expensive course. We need the man or woman of our dreams to turn up. We need to win the lottery. We need to suddenly have a supermodel's body in order to be happy. And it, it convinces us or tries to convince us that we need these big, perhaps sometimes unachievable or really very challenging to achieve things to occur in order to be happy but your soul knows your higher self your inner wisdom understands that you don't need that stuff to be happy you might want it and you might get it and that's cool but you don't need it it's really the small steps that you can take from wherever you are I can't there's a really cool quote I, I think it's from is it Teddy Roosevelt and it's something like do what you can with what you've got from where you are that's not it's not it verbatim but it's that sentiment is incredibly wise, incredibly powerful, and it's what will work. In the book that I recommended, I think it was in episode one of, of season two, The uh, Atomic Habits, um, it, in, in one of the sections in that James Clear talks about 
a cycling, a, the British cycling team, and they, they drafted some dude in because they were doing so poorly in terms of their results. And he, he aimed for a 1% gain across the board, a 1% increase in terms of what they were doing. And to the mind, it's like, what's the point of that? What's 1% going to do? Oh my freaking God, it does so much when you're consistent and you keep going. So the first thing, and I see this a lot, so I'm just going to take a, a, a swig of my drink. It's gin, it's not ready. Oh my God, can you imagine what I'd be saying if it was gin? So I've got a bit of a dry throat, so I might, um, need to take some slugs. Is that is that a thing? Do you slug it or swig it or chug it? I know chugging is a thing. I'm not doing that. Anyway, <laughs> so the first thing that I see happening a lot, and your mind is going to go, so what? Your mind is going to say that full stop, we're not listening to the mind because the mind is designed to keep you safe and same and therefore small and not growing, okay? Is the use of the word but, and I don't mean B-U-T-T, I don't mean your bum, I mean B-U-T. So this is one of the sneaky ways that the mind will use, will utilize to try and bring in. What I'm gonna talk about in the masterclass is not negative thoughts per se like a negative thought is I'm a loser the weather's terrible my life sucks it's not just negative thoughts that stand in your way it's what I would call resistant thoughts okay at any point in time we all have this highest purest most loving most positive perspective that's available to us that's the perspective of your soul if your soul was just splat fully into your life into your existence into your body right now and you didn't have any of your human blocks it would just be like whoa this is freaking amazing like most of us would be if we suddenly landed in Disneyland or were handed a million pounds check or something you'd be like oh my god this is amazing because that's the way that your soul feels about life and all of the unwanted aspects of it and the challenges and so on and so forth so resistant thoughts or any thoughts that aren't aligned with that highest perspective and at any point that highest most positive perspective is the most helpful and the more you're able to align with this the better you feel the better everything in your life goes the more successful you are i cannot overstate how helpful this stuff is so but will be for example uh oh i just had someone will say to you how was your holiday you go it was really lovely it was so sunny and we just really relaxed i had a great time but of course as soon as i got back i was straight back into work and now it feels like i've never been so you can see how it's like there's this positive thing and the butt comes in <laughs> this is a terrible analogy or, or is it a perfect one i don't know and craps all over it okay so it's like we can't let her just say something positive we have to sneak in and and be negative here you know this idea that we have of the other shoe is going to drop like if i get what i want if, if things are going well things are bound to mess up this is another bs narrative story of the mind that's used to stop you from up leveling from growing the truth is and this is something that i'm really getting regulated in my nervous system and imprinted is it's safe it's safe for you to have what you want it's safe for you to have everything you want your desires and you desiring them and you achieving them and receiving them is safe is meant to be it doesn't need to be that you get what you want and then something else messes up or you have one aspect but you can't have the other you're meant to have it all and yes of course sort of caveat at the same time there are going to be unwanted things. By the way, that's the chair, not me, um, if you can hear that <laughs> noise. So um, 
yeah, there are going to be these unwanted moments and aspects of life that is part of life. But we go way, 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 way overboard in terms of how much negative stuff and crap we expect to happen. It seems like I'm just going to keep saying crap today. So which uh, is a really nice segue onto my second point. The second thing I remember on my first date, actually, with Daniel, um, <laughs> just bringing back nice memories for myself here. On my first date with Daniel, he said the word horrendous, okay? Doesn't make him a bad person in any way, shape or form. In fact, it just makes him a normal person, okay? But I really noticed it. And the reason I really noticed it, and in fact, I think he's probably pretty much never said it since I, in a very a sweet natured way mentioned this to him dramatic language okay again the mind's going to say so what if I say horrendous or horrific many many years ago I saw an episode of Oprah and Dr Phil was on Oprah love both of those and I, I forget what he was talking about but my mind honed in on this one thing which I said this I think last week this is what I do I'll read a book and I'll get this one nugget from it or I'll listen to a talk and there'll be this one thing that stands out and the thing that stood out from what Dr Phil said was words like hideous and horrific and nightmare and horrendous they because he was he's obviously well not obviously but in America he said these are words that are really appropriate only for the 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 ER room is it the ER it, what is it ER ER room I don't know if I'm saying that right I can't think what ER stands for now my brain's gone <laughs> so emergency room so it's not the ER room yeah I thought that wasn't right so they're appropriate for when you're in the ER they're not the, that sounds weird as well now you know what I mean uh, when when you're in an emergency situation okay they're not appropriate to describe the traffic or your child having a tantrum or I don't know just having a busy morning and the reason they're not appropriate is when you use language like this this flagrant dramatic language it sets off alarm bells and your amygdala the primitive part of your brain the part of your brain that you don't want in control unless you're about to be run over or shot or something is is kind of like woken up and you don't want this part of your brain running your life I say this it heaps stress makes you stupid and this part of your brain is not the intellect okay so you might think what's the harm in me using this the odd word here's the deal if I if I have a conversation with someone and 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 it what they're saying is littered with words like this I can tell you in a heartbeat what they're thinking is typically like and how their life is typically going for them this is not going to be a calm person this is not going to be a grounded centered person and this is not going to be someone who is living this peaceful idyllic life just never ever yeah if someone says it once okay fine but if, if like I say their conversation is littered with it this speaks volumes to what's going on in here and there are some people who have these crazy busy dramatic frenetic lives you could take all the drama away you could sort it all out for them but if they don't sort out what's going on between here between their ears and their mind they're going to recreate it because what law of correspondence accurately states is as within so without and so we all think typically what well, we typically tend to think it's the opposite you know my life is busy and so I feel stressed but it's really more the opposite that's going on so 
this is a really simple way that you can de-stress yourself and help therefore the outer to begin to become calmer and more conducive to feeling calm. So you're shifting the inner, which then shifts the outer, which then helps shift the inner even more. It creates this, what's called this virtuous cycle, this positive feedback loop, okay? So ban yourself, be aware of your butt and ban yourself from dramatic language. These are simple, simple things, but in, I can't begin to espouse how helpful and how powerful they are. What I see a lot is people doing the work of like meditating, exercising, eating right, doing the good stuff, but then the rest of their day, they're just like the masterclass is called Don't F It Up. They're effing it up again and again and again. In my one-to-one -one sessions, which you'll probably know I rarely do now, but when I used to do them and when I still on the odd occasion do them, I am so on people. Someone said to me once, you're really, really loving, but also really firm. And I'm like, yeah, because if you're getting away with stuff in here in the session with me, you are screwed when you go out into your life without me there going, you said it, you said it, you said it. And I... I <laughs> quite a few times said to my clients when they were leaving because they'd be like oh, I feel really good and I'd be like don't f it up which is where the name from the for the masterclass came from okay we don't want to be doing all the effort and the good stuff and the helpful practices and then the rest of the time messing it up because you're making hard work for yourself all right the third thing that I want to share is two really powerful questions to ask as and when, if and when you worry, okay? The first is what might happen instead. Now, what I'm gonna say, again, the mind's gonna go, well, how's this gonna help? This is so small and inconsequential. BS, this stuff on repeat will change your life, full stop. You might know that when I was much, much younger, I still can't believe I'm 45, like half of 90, that just blows my mind, but anyway. I was really anxious. I had two breakdowns by my second year of university and loads and loads of mental anguish, which is part of what's led to me being so passionate about helping other people not get stuck in those same ruts that I got stuck in. But what I know I had to do in order to go from that mental anguish to peace in my mind to mental clarity was essentially go on this journey of learning to no longer freak myself out scare myself cause myself anxiety with my thoughts worry myself with my thoughts and instead to soothe myself with my own mind with my own thinking and this is exactly the same journey that I would take anyone on who's working with me and that you need to take yourself on and you can if you're someone you get stressed or anxious or worried so you ask yourself on repeat what might happen instead so you're driving to I don't know somewhere and you think oh my god I'm going to be late and it's going to be awkward everyone's going to look at me when I walk in what might happen instead I'm going to turn up on time what might happen instead um people are just going to be engrossed and they're not even going to notice what might happen instead I'm just going to get there and it's all going to flow smoothly using this on repeat all of these things it's about repetition consistency making the decision you don't have to freak out when you have a when you have a butt thought or a dramatic thought um dramatic language thought or you worry but you make the decision you're decided this is the thing that's key is that mental strength that you need to take yourself from stress to ease from anxiety to peace of mind and the other question which also incidentally I heard on Oprah <laughs> that was my training my life and Oprah to be fair that would probably be pretty good training but anyway it was actually 
I think it was Cindy Crawford who shared this question. And she said that when she got married or when she was about to get married, the, the oh God, I'm going to say this word wrong. It sounds weird. The, the, the pastor, because I want to say pastor, pastor. You know what I mean? P-A-S-T-O-R. <laughs> the, uh, the, the like, the, the religious dude that was officiating the wedding, whatever, I, yeah, you know what I mean, hopefully, because I don't, um, had asked them either before or just at the ceremony, what do you need to hear? And that just, yeah, again, cut through. And I was like, the power of that question just sat with me, resonated, and I've used it uh, so many times ever since. If you can learn, use this whenever you were, what do you need to hear? Like uh, you're worried about cost, cost of living crisis is that term that I won't use for probably obvious reasons. Think about the drama in that, um, that that's being banded about, but you're worried about how you're going to manage. What do you need to hear? Everything is gonna be okay. What do you need to hear? Solutions will come to the fore. What do you need to hear? This is an opportunity, not a crisis. What do you need to hear? You're safe, you're gonna be looked after. Or say, it, this could be your, your child, they're going to school and they're worried that their best friend's not gonna be in and they're gonna have no one to talk to. What do you need to hear? Everything's gonna be okay. What do you need to hear? There, there are going to be people that you play with today. You're going to meet a new friend. Your friend's going to be there. You can teach your five, six, seven, eight-year-old, and this is what I do in one-to-one -one, um, sessions with kids, to start using these questions early. It's a very simple, very powerful form of brain training, of, of rewiring your brain when you do this on repeat. So... I just realized something that I didn't um, say earlier when I was talking about the dramatic language, which is what I would do in one-to-ones. I would coach people to say it better. So you keep softening your language. Instead of saying the, the, the traffic was an absolute horrendous nightmare, you'd say um, the traffic was congested, the traffic was busy. The rule of thumb is the more that you can stay away from judgments, like horrendous is a judgment, ugly is a judgment, awful is a judgment, and stick to facts instead, like the traffic was congested, or I didn't like what that person said, or I thought that thing looked ugly, the calmer you will become. So just keep softening that language, being more soothing with your thoughts. In time, you will literally rewire your brain, change how you are on the inside. And then of course, as I've said already, because of law of correspondence, everything will shift, will morph, will change on the outside so that you get to a point where you don't even recognize how you, the landscape on the inside and what's going on on the outside. Okay. I think that was everything I wanted to say. I'm just, just double checking my notes there. Yeah, so I really, really hope that that helps. I'd love to know your thoughts. And if you wanna learn more, please sign up for the masterclass. Of course, it's free for members, so you can become a member. And then every six to eight weeks, I'm doing masterclasses that members will have a free spot at. Or if you don't wanna be in my membership, then you can just pay to join this masterclass. By the way, if you would be happy to share, if you've listened to this and enjoyed it, just take a screenshot and tag me on wherever you uh, go on social media, Instagram or Facebook, they're the only ones I'm on. I have on TikTok, but I have, I've kind of taken a, a slight, um, what's the word? Uh, can't think, but had a reprieve from it and I, I, I'm gonna push myself back onto it. So <laughs> I will be back on, but just once I've kicked myself up the backside basically. But if you could share, if you've enjoyed this episode, I would so appreciate it, it would really help me a lot. 
and I'd be really thankful of you doing that. I will be back next week. I'm actually going to record next week's podcast in a moment. So I'll probably confuse myself like I did last time when I did that with my behind the scenes stuff and extra confuse myself by saying it's episode four, season two. There's just too many things in my brain. My goodness. <laughs> so Thank you so much for listening or watching. Have an awesome rest of your day. I will be back next week. And in the meantime, sending you loads of love.